In the airy, crowded silence of the forest, magic was hunting magic on silent feet. A wizard may be safely defined as a large ego which comes to a point at the top. That is why wizards do not blend well. That would mean looking like other people, and wizards do not wish to look like other people. Wizards aren't other people. And therefore, in these thick woods full of dappled shade, new growth and birdsong, the wizards who were in theory blending in, in fact, blended out. They'd understood the theory of camouflage, at least they'd nodded when it was being explained, but had then got it wrong. For example, take this tree. It was short, and it had big gnarly roots. There were interesting holes in it. The leaves were a brilliant green. Moss hung from its branches. One hairy loop of grey-green moss, in particular, looked rather like a beard, which was odd because a lump in the wood above it looked rather like a nose. And then there was a blemish in the wood that could have been eyes. But overall this was definitely a tree. In fact, it was a lot more like a tree than a tree normally is. Practically no other tree in the forest looked so tree-like as this tree. It projected a sensation of extreme barkness. It exuded leafidity. Pigeons and squirrels were queuing up to settle in the branches. There was even an owl. Other trees were just sticks with greenery on compared to the sylvanic verdanity of this tree, which raised a branch and shot another tree. A spinning orange ball spun through the air and went splat on a small oak. Something happened to the oak. Bits of twig and shadows and bark, which had clearly made up an image of a gnarled old tree, now equally clearly became the face of Arch-Chancellor Mustrum Ridcully, Master of Unseen University, for the extremely magical, and running with orange paint. "'Gotcha!' shouted the dean, causing the owl to leap from his hat. This was lucky for the owl, because a travelling glob of blue paint removed the hat a moment later. "'Aha! Take that, dean!' shouted an ancient beech tree behind him, as, changing without actually changing, it became the figure of the lecturer in recent runes. The dean spun around, and a blob of orange paint hit him in the chest. "'Eat permitted colourings!' yelled an excited wizard. The dean glared across the clearing to a crabapple tree, which was, now, the chair of indefinite studies. "'What? I'm on your side, you damned fool!' he said. "'You can't be! You made such a good target!' and in this short statement may be seen the very essence of wizardry. The dean raised his staff. Instantly, half a dozen orange and blue blobs exploded all over him as other hidden wizards let loose. Arch-Chancellor Ridcully wiped paint out of his eyes. "'All right, you fellows,' he sighed. "'Enough's enough for today. Time for tea, eh?' It was so hard, he reflected, to get wizards to understand the concept of team spirit. It simply wasn't part of wizardly thinking. A wizard could grasp the idea of, say, wizards versus some other group, but they lost their grip when it came to the idea of wizards against wizards. Wizard against wizards, yes, they had no trouble with that. They'd start out as two teams, but as soon as there was any engagement, they'd get all excited and twitchy and shoot other wizards indiscriminately. If you were a wizard, then, deep down you knew that every other wizard was your enemy. If their wands had been left unfettered rather than having been locked to produce only paint spells, Ridcully had been very careful about that, then this forest would have been on fire by now. 
Still, the fresh air was doing them good. The university was far too stuffy, Ridcully had always thought. Out here there was sun and birdsong and a nice warm breeze. A cold breeze. The temperature was plunging. Ridcully looked down at his staff. Ice crystals were forming on it. Turned a bit nippy all of a sudden, hasn't it? he said, his breath tingling in the frigid air. And then the world changed.